guys. Welcome to Ghosted Stories. It's Chelsea. It's Aaron. And that's it. They're just us. Sorry. Good night. We just want to let you know we're still here. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. Um, yeah, this is just a good old fashioned topical shit bonanza. Mm-hmm. Just Aaron and Chelsea style. Uh, we're sipping rosé. That's it. My favorite is that Pat is drunk with power now, having been on one episode of Ghost <laughs> Stories, where he's what? like, I, "I'll do, I'll do more episodes where we like give advice to people." I'm like, "Yeah, baby, that's the most fun. You just right. tell people what to do." And like, I that's like not what first, we do day in, day out. I feel like at first he was skeptical about being on. Oh, he did not want to be on, and now he's like. He's hooked. Yeah. What was his review of the episode? Did he feel like I didn't dirty at all? Did he feel good about how he came out in terms of like how I edited it afterwards? Oh. I, d- I did a few times edit just words together to make him say something he never said in actuality. Yeah, that's, that's not true. But that's good. I um, wish I could do that. <laughs> I wish I was that sophisticated. No, uh, he didn't mention it either way. So I think he probably didn't listen. Okay. To that's fair. I did because I'm a narcissist. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of narcissists, you just went to DragCon. Are they narcissists? I don't know. I just felt like I, I mean, I a do segue. just want to talk about DragCon every day. Once you go to DragCon, that's the rest of your life. Also, now I feel bad. I was just trying to do a stupid segue. And any just in general, I live for drag queens. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. Also, I don't think being a narcissist in that way is a bad thing. I feel like you have to be sort of to be a drag queen. You have to be mm-hmm. like self-confident and just be like, you have to look really at me. know yourself. Yeah. Because the idea of creating a persona that's separate from your persona and then living that persona, that's like the highest theater. hundred percent. I give them so much credit for everything. They all look absolutely beautiful in person. If you have not been to DragCon, go to DragCon because then people show up in drag, the like gorgeous, interesting, fascinating drag. I saw Vivacious everywhere with Ornacia. She had three Ornacias on her, two on her shoulders, one on her head. Oh my God, I love it. Ornacia is a, um, like a doll mold that she puts on her head. Did you, wait, oh, was Katya there? The no. The small, the doll hands? My beloved Katya was in Scotland oh, at the time. Yeah. She didn't come. Trixie was there. We saw Trixie at a panel. She was fantastic. And then we tried to get in the line for Trixie. And it was like kind of bullshit because they just like were picking people out of a crowd. And oh, they didn't pick the, the two fuck? of us. Um, yeah, I didn't get it. We met Peppermint. This was funny. So it is funny because each of the queens, I don't know how it works if they, they have to pay for a booth or what. But like right. some queens like really went all out and did insane things for their booths. Like, like what? Like, like detox was goodie bags. No, you, oh. ha- you always had to buy something, but I'm like, oh, I shit. want these things. So I didn't care. Right. And like, you want to support them. Right. But, um, detox was behind these like opaque green panels. And then you walked in there and she is in a bathtub with fake bubbles and you're supposed oh to God. just like sit next to the bathtub and that's how you take your picture with that's her. Incredible. I mean, it was kind of incredible. Shay Coulee did the same thing. Like some people, it was like an interactive experience. Then like Trixie literally just had like a glitter backdrop and she just like hung up a t-shirt and was like, I'm good. Let's do this. Bob. Like, thanks for showing up, Trixie. Yeah. I'm like, Trixie, you really, I mean, but she's the one with the show on Viceland. So right. she's doing better so than everybody. So she can everybody. do whatever the fuck she wants. Yeah. Bob, the drag queen dressed as a clown. I mean, the funny thing is, is like you always refer to a drag queen as a she when they're in drag. Right. But for some reason, for Bob, people still say he. Right. I mean, because that, he is it feels intuitive. Not a particularly like, feminine drag queen. Sure. Which I think he would agree to. Uh, and then it was like a big top theme. So that was really cool. So we went to Peppermint's. It was like a whole Peppermint experience. And then we get up. The, there was like a leather daddy in front of us. There oh, was wow. a person who was wearing an evening gown with a pig head on in front of us and then so we go and I'm just like I just want to be like oh hi like how are you or something whatever 
And she just like does not want to talk to me. And she just like turns to one of the women who is working the booth and is just like, can you tell them this and then this and then this? But it's like, I know she's meeting like a thousand people. Yeah. Today. Like, I get she just barely like, yeah, barely focus. do anything. So yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. We're just taking a picture. Great. Right. So he takes a picture with me and Pat. We never know where to look. And every picture we're looking different places. <laughs> Pat did not approve the picture for social media. So, all right. Then. Um, Come on, Pat. Yeah, and then I had, like, thrown my purse in, like, the corner of her little booth. So I was – so she had not said anything to me this whole time, but I'm also like, listen, I used to work in the service industry. I get uh, the emotional toll that talking to people can take. Right. So I'm bent over picking up, like, my purse and my little things, and then she just looks at me and she goes, I love you. Oh. And I was like, oh, oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, my God. And then I ran away. <laughs> It was just such a strange just thing. Scampered to just scampered into the night. Yeah, it was just a strange That's thing to cute. open and close with. But she is like the sweetest uh, drag queen, so she has a, a reputation to maintain. That's very sweet. Do yeah. you think she'd ever? When are we going to get a drag queen on this podcast? I mean, the very second we oh can. Oh my god! I feel like we talked about this episodes ago, and we need to revisit it. Also, Miranda Hobbs has arrived finally. Mm-hmm. I was wondering when she'd rear her. Well, her former furry guest Mateo Lane behind. is friends with. A few drag queens. All oh, right, so that's where we, we talked about it. All right, I'll stock Mateo and we'll get involved in this. Yes. Um, we have an exciting update from last week. This podcast is just going to be all over the place, you guys. So just Listen. just keep up. Buckle up. Um, <laughs> buckle up for some just like very <laughs> moderate intensity. We both have a healthy pour in front of us, and so we're just going to be catching up. Yeah. Exactly. This is what it's like. The, the, we can, yeah, we we haven't seen each other like a ton lately, other than doing yeah. this podcast. So basically, this is our time to catch up. So can you guys just respect that, please? I feel like I've become too popular, and I don't like it. I need to start being <laughs> ruder to people. I need to stop being invited to things. You need. I I kind of yeah. I mean, I would agree. I want you to just be <laughs> sitting on my couch doing nothing with me. Also, yes. Miranda just like gently caressed the side of your glass of rosé. It was like very sensual. Okay, so Caroline, she was last week's guest, who was incredible. She sent us thank you cards. I mean, that was so sweet. You're adorable, Caroline, and move over, Will Presty. Move over, you and your heart uh, Christmas tree ornaments. That was cute, too, though. Caroline is the winner with a green card. Gifts, because I want them to keep coming. (laughs) Um, Yeah, not enough people bring us gifts on this podcast. (laughs) So. She wrote us an update. If you remember, she had a lot of run-ins with guys who are like married and engaged and just being like all sorts of shady. And so she wanted to give us an update on the guy, um, the comedy guy who was from Baltimore, just like her. So Mm -hmm. they're both Baltimoreans. Is that what you would say? Who knows? Um, so they connected and were hanging out. Wire extras. Exactly. Uh, Both Ravens fans. (laughs) God damn it. Steelers won, by the way, this weekend. Football season is upon us. I don't know if the Ravens won. Hopefully they uh, got pummeled. But um, so she met up with. So this is her email. I met up with my best friend last night who came home because her husband was messaging her brother's girlfriend inappropriately. So she is distraught. The men of Baltimore. Just like monsters. Yeah. After a few glasses of wine, she was like, screw it. Text him. Him being the Baltimore guy who she Caroline made out with one night and then found out through social media that he was engaged. Mm -hmm. Um, so Caroline sent the engaged guy, the screenshots that her friend had sent her of like 
being with his fiance on social media, like to be like, FYI, I know. Yep. And this is her message to the guy. Um, Hey, wait. Okay. Then she goes, okay. So basically she says, hi guy whose name I would say well this was that was like no Andy was the guy who the whole story was about who did the ghosted thing but this is one of her little addendum stories so hi let's call him Sam hi Sam um Matt's wife sent me this which is kind of messed up especially because I've already been involved with two married men unknowingly and that was a nightmare but you seem so sweet and trustworthy I thought at a very minimum you would be a fun comedy buddy to have because you seem so darn nice and funny everything we did though just seems stupid and really kind of mean at this point so I just needed to pass along that I feel what you did was messed up I don't know the arrangements between you and your fiance um, but keeping all that to yourself is just not nice at all and God that was nicer than I would have been. I agreed. And then he called her and they talked and he apologized and said it was wrong. Um, but he specifically said, OK, so right before she hung up, she told him that he's lucky that they both have mutual friends from Baltimore and is also in the comedy scene or else she would be posting um, everything that happened between them as her next YouTube routine. Um and, you know, she said she still might use bits and pieces down the line. Uh, but she said she still doesn't feel totally satisfied with the conversation because he apologized and said, we made a mistake. No, we, we did not, did make, not a make a mistake. You made a mistake, motherfucker. You did, sir. Um, he did not say they have an open relationship. So assuming they do not. He was like, call me anytime if you want to talk about this. No. So I'm sure she's sure that he's paranoid, you know, about her texting him in the future. And yeah, whatever. That's basically the gist. So yeah. and here's what I emailed back to her though. But I was like, that infuriates me. The we thing. Cause I hate when people say we, when they mean me or you. Yes. Cause it confuses me. Cause I'm like, I used to work with a coworker who always be like, we need to really work on this project. I was like, all right, call me when you're ready to work on it, I guess. But she right. meant me. Right. I was fired from that job guys. <laughs> so, um, and it ranks up there with infuriating things, like when people are like, I'm sorry if I offended you. Right. Which is the most infuriating sentence. I'm sorry that you feel that way. I'm sorry that you feel oh, that God. way. Oh, I mean, my hackles just got up when you said that, like, <laughs> even though you're not actually talking about anything, it just made <laughs> me so had a mad. But it's like, no, you fucked up. Right. Right. We didn't fuck up. She was unknowing. She was not a willing participant. And right. that's what makes it so disgusting and gross. Can you, well, just says so much about his character that he's, the fact that he would do it at all, obviously. And then the added bonus that he had like stuff on social media that he was obviously engaged. And then he's still, and he's doing this stuff knowing that he and Caroline have mutual connections. Right. right. And he's still so fucking brazen. Right. What's wrong with you? To try to turn like, it around. You have a personality disorder. Oh, for sure. It's insane. I said, well, because I am salty and I am vindictive, I would 100% contact that fiance and just be like, hey, just so you know, yeah. like, this is what happened between me and your fiance. Gr- like, girl code. I'm trying to, you know, yeah. just do so with you that information what you will. Right. Like, I'm bowing out. I don't want anything to do with him. You can figure this out if this right. is something you're okay with. Because some people are do move past it sure but yeah i yeah it's such an asshole i feel like we must have talked about this in previous episodes but 
in fact, I know we did, but I can't remember which episode it was about like, have you ever reached out to the other girl because you figured out, did you say, have you done that? No, no. I mean, I've never had that experience of needing to. I haven't either. Fortunately. I know. I can't think there was, I can't think of a time where, I mean, that I know of. It's like you figure in the course of dating, it must have happened Mm -hmm. at some point, but you know, someone lying about their personal situation, but. Oh yeah. I mean, I've had like married men that I knew were married, like hitting on me and stuff, but I just never did anything, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. I've never had. No, wait. And I must've talked about this. I don't know what you're about to say. So yeah, the only time it has ever happened to me. Oh my God. If I haven't talked about this in the past, I can't believe that this didn't occur to me last time we talked about, but, um, yeah, there was one night where I was at sort of uh, trying to think how to be as vague as possible. I was at a let's like professional convention and someone that I had been, you know, very briefly acquainted with a couple times in the past um, was there and we just got to catching up and to drinking. And then I truthfully don't even I mean, I woke up in his bed mm. I blacked out. I'm under the impression that he more or less did too. And so I don't even a thousand percent remember if we like fully had sex or if we just like did everything. I don't know what happened, but doesn't matter. In the morning, he was like, hey, just so you know, I'm married mm. and I just got carried away last night with like how sexy you were. I rolled my eyes. Are you? Fu- I've never been. That's the only time I've been in that situation. I was so blind. So I was just like numb. I was so shocked. And not, I mean, yeah. Because you do, you feel so violated because you're like. That's what I was just thinking. I'm what like, the fuck? Like, do you, you didn't give me the information. Like, not, right. not even the idea. Like, I didn't think. I can't imagine what it would be like to be in that situation and then have the added element of like you thought it was going to be something. I at least was like, oh, yeah, this was just something drunk and stupid. Mm. But you just feel like who the fu- like you want to. I don't know. And I kind of thought, like, should I? It didn't feel like the right situation just based on what was going on for me to try to be like, I should tell your wife about that. Like, I, it just for a lot of reasons didn't feel like the thing that I just kind of wanted to like walk away from the situation, which may be shitty of me. I don't know. No. I mean, however you react in that situation is how you react. But I do think there's an interesting conversation to be had there around consent. Yes. Because it's like you consented it, to it, have sex mm-hmm. with someone you believed and presented himself to be single. Yep. Like Caroline did two or three times, unfortunately. Yep. So it's that, you know what I mean? Like, I do think that's an interesting conversation. That's like a serious thing because it's like you don't want You don't want to be involved in cheating yeah, or, exactly because you're hurting you're it is a form of exactly yeah. it's like a it's you're like inadvertently a hurting someone else who you don't even know and you wouldn't have hurt yep. had you known had i had all the information right it's so it's like it's withholding this information i think it's like it's i think it goes a lot deeper than like some fucking guy just wanting to get his rocks off or yeah. girl i mean it happens yeah. with both sexes yeah. but like and then you figure too like of course it did go through my mind for a minute i'm like oh maybe maybe they just sort of have an open relationship or it's sort of a look the other way. Like maybe they're both, but it's like, I just don't like, 
he wouldn't have presented that way no. if that was the case. You know what I mean? Like he would have been like, hey, just so you know, I'm married, but we kind of have this relationship. But even that being said, I had a fun night. I can't like it's like if he was saying it in a way of trying to be like, hey, girl, just so you know, this was a one time thing, which right. like, did not need to be said. It's like still. But also, you, you know, you try to, to rationalize it. You before. try to rationalize it. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's just like everything in that moment, you try to like rationalize what's happening. Mm-hmm. Oh, and just and then we had to like present together and stuff at the conference the rest of the weekend and like have people being I like oh I my god isn't he the best and you're like uh-huh i feel like i remember i know who this story is about i think but i, I don't told you like at other times yeah, i don't okay i didn't i can't believe i didn't mention the last air. time so but i like yeah. blocked it out yeah that's so fucked up awful mm-hmm. anywho um so caroline thank you so much for the update yes keep us abreast if any more of the situation develops Mm -hmm. i also want to shout out we have um always so many great listener oh i know the other thing we're gonna do what reviews oh yeah we haven't have so many great emails so many i feel like we're so behind and just deficient in checking our reviews that you guys send us and it's always an uncomfortable thing because we don't want it to come off as if like you guys, since you already listened to this podcast, we just want to make sure you know that like it's fun, <laughs> but I feel like we want to sort of reward the people who have taken the yes. time to review us because it means a lot to us. Mm-hmm. And you know, this is obviously a free podcast because you can hear us drinking wine and the air conditioner and my cat playing with toys. And it's like, you know, ba- barely edited. Free. Um, <laughs> but it does, it, it helps us a lot. If you take the time to review, even if you literally just go on iTunes, your preferred podcast, a listening platform and say like, this is cool. Like period. Like you don't have to spend time. Like it we're not grading with, you. Like, algorithm stuff. It helps yes. more people find us. And then that's ultimately better. Um, so let's just do a quick little rundown and I'm sorry if we miss people. I think the line we missed reading your review, email us ghostedstoriespodcast at gmail.com and just like, let us have it. Um, so natcat221 says awesome friend podcast. I want to be friends with this, these girls. Oh, nice. Well, let's be friends. Email yes. us. Um, I'm not accepting new friends. As I mentioned, I'm starting to, I'm turning over new leaf of being very rude. <laughs> But Chelsea will. Chelsea's a great friend. I'll definitely, yes. <laughs> I'll definitely be friends with you. Aaron's going to go live her life, mm-hmm. which also means just being a prisoner on my couch, watching Dateline Real Life Mysteries with me whenever yes. I ask her to. I think we already will, and Joe, who was in a podcast previously, left us a very nice review, which I don't know, this is all back from July. So oh, maybe wow. we did talk about these, or maybe we're that behind. It's mm-hmm. hard to say. Um, but thank you, Joe. You're amazing. Katie Leary, which I went to high school. She's my sister's age with a Cute. girl named Katie Leary. And I'm wondering if you're the Katie Leary that went to high school with me and my sister. I, I need to know about this. Email <laughs> us, ghostedstoriespodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and tell me if you're the Katie Leary or another Katie Leary. And also, either way, thank you for leaving us a review. Um, Gordon Shumway Brown left us a five-star review. Having been recently ghosted, I searched for ghosted on iTunes, and now this podcast is my new obsession. Oh. Gordon, I'm very sorry about <laughs> your ghosting, but oh, yeah. welcome. Uh, Miss Amy Rams uh, said, what a great podcast, something a lot of people can relate to. Uh, SL- SLM Paris said, oh, uh, I can't even speak other languages. Remember that time? Oh, this was in another podcast. Oh. I was trying to, someone's screen name was um, like 
Cajun 723 or something like that. And I was like, Cajun. Cajun <laughs> anyway, she says, Bienvenue from Bienvenue. Paris. Bienvenue from Welcome. Paris. At 48, I may not be your usual demographic, but being back out in the dating world, these podcasts are so funny and relevant. Aww. Oh my gosh. Thank you, SLM, for listening. Oh, uh, see, Aaron speaks. HB 67007 says, Twas the night before PLL ended when all through the house the Cabernet had stopped flowing, not even announced. And uh, there's like a super, super cute poem that unfolds. You should go to iTunes and read it. You Thank don't you so read much. It? I mean, they well, wrote a fucking poem. I just feel bad because I don't want the people listening to be like, skip. Like, we get it. You guys are reviewed. Okay, Twas the night after PLL ended when all through the house the Cabernet had stopped flowing, not even announced. I was scrolling through new podcast options with care in hopes that I'd find a new delightful voice there. <laughs> uh, now, often at night, I'm nestled snug in my bed while visions of online ghosts dance in my head. If you want to laugh and learn a bit about not holding love too tightly, then you should, you too should listen to Aaron and Chelsea Knightley. <gasps> Oh, I'm happy you read it. That's really cute. Emotional. That was really sweet. That was very sweet. Thank you so much. Um, by ever, this is my favorite nickname. The nickname they used to write this review is "Every nickname is used." Oh, I get it. There's a lot of nicknames out there. Um, even though I'm married and missed the online dating scene, I relate to the, the the guest stories. So thank you so much for that. And then not. <laughs> Not, not, Niles said, I binge his podcast after the Stephen Ray Morris episode. <laughs> Finishing it so quickly was the worst thing to happen to me. I find myself having withdrawals by Monday. Please consider doing many says in the future. P.S. My Tinder review was hilarious. I 100% wanted it to be done on air. Aaron was correct on the Danish pronunciation. My name, Nils. Ah, I'm so <laughs> proud of oh my God. That's that so is sweet. so fucking, that That's was so worth such it. A, a twist ending. <laughs> I didn't that was so exciting, Nils. Oh my God! All right, you guys. Stephen Ray Morris. If anyone is still people. listening, God oh bless my you. God. They're listening because they like us. I don't know. I feel guilty when I'm like, listen to this thing about us, and then like, meanwhile, all we do is basically talk about us. I get. And also, it's a very do you know confusing emotion. After seeing the Danish flag in his profile, I was like, I think that's a Danish flag. Being to having been to Denmark twice, <laughs> and I still was like, maybe it's not. And then I was embarrassed by it, so I'm so happy that i was correct and that it's a danish flag we i should have talked about copenhagen i know i wasn't embarrassed enough to um look it up right which, sure yeah i mean there's limits but it, it takes it's too much time it you makes have to open really up happy. google it's like a whole thing yeah um okay so i want to read or just kind of summarize i guess basically um because i mean autumn sent us an amazing email hi mm-hmm. autumn um and I just kind of want to summarize basically the point she was making. I'll kind of, because, again, it's sort of, it it's long and I'm, I'm bad at reading. Mm-hmm. I've, I struggle with literacy. Um, we'll get you there, Charles. <laughs> not to, I, so far I've insulted inadvertently drag queens because apparently i meant it as a compliment oh, they're narcissists on. now i've insulted people who are illiterate I but mean, also like maybe look into are... reading what i said i've also insulted people who are illiterate by making that comment uh, but like look look how into would they reading. Have found this podcast frankly yeah. I th- <laughs> <laughs> and also uh there i think they're a solid amount of narcissist drag queens so i don't think it's that right video. okay they're fine they would love that i told them they're narcissists oh if, yeah if they're a narcissist as long as we're talking about them um, exactly. Okay. Uh, so Autumn listens. She's amazing. She's in her mid thirties. She says, I've not had a boyfriend since before I was married and I got divorced coming up on eight years ago. I just, uh, feel like when you're, I know, congrats, out of that girl. Bullshit. 
Uh, I just feel like when you're in your 30s, it's harder to say you have a boyfriend and you become much more selective with who you choose to give that term to nowadays. Agreed. Mm -hmm. I dated a guy for three or four months and he was always known as the guy I was seeing, not a boyfriend. He was also known as the Yankee, but that's another story. I'm a Southern belle from Alabama in Mm. parentheses. Uh, I think the caring boils down to saying the one who cares the least has the most power. I have not cared, therefore it did not matter. I mean, that's like the dating motto these days, right? I, I mean, it's a dating motto that I despise, yeah, I but mean, yeah. Totally. Um, here's a tougher question, she says. Have I ghosted? Oh, yes. I do it often. I do it well. Here's why I think <laughs> I do so. I mean, I know the type of guy I want, how I want him to look, his personality, etc. I will date guys, but they do not meet my expectations. Why? I feel like I do not deserve someone of that caliber. I think that's a very relatable... Mm-hmm. feeling right when you're dating I think that's something that a lot of people you know it's hard to sort of be that self-aware but I think that's something that a lot of people deal with she says my boyfriends in high school and college were beautiful I was on the dance team they were the quarterback baseball player basketball player super smart and successful guys mm-hmm. now it is so much harder to meet people and I feel like I settle so when you are n- not truly interested in someone it is much easier to lift them right out right after they text me goodnight, I just never text them back. I do not call them back. If it is someone who knew me on Facebook, I will set my privacy settings to the point where they don't even show up on my radar, so I don't feel the need to see their things or comment. I literally can act as they never existed. Is this bad? Maybe, but I was never interested in the first place, so meh. That is how I feel like I relate to your guest who cuts ties. I relate to your guest who cut ties with the guy. Oh, I related to your guest who cut ties with the guy in the hospital. That was Olivia Scott. Great episode. I would not have gone that far. Um, because I'm a Southern belle who's raised to be a good hostess after all, but I totally get her reasoning. Um, so I thought that was interesting. And then she kind of goes on to tell a story about how, especially in the South, like if you're out just having dinner by yourself or something, you get a lot of like, good for you, like bless your heart Mm -hmm. and how condescending that is, you know? And she tells a story that's very touching about like how she relishes really like going out and doing things alone, which, you know, I completely agree like I love seeing a movie by myself or grabbing like a drink by myself or whatever like you know going somewhere even especially like with my computer getting some work done or like whatever um but she talks about specifically she went to like see a movie um on Valentine's Day and she kind of had a weird encounter with just by herself on Valentine's Day one year a few years ago and she kind of had a weird encounter with the girl that was selling the tickets it was sort of like just one you know like that whole thing and then like all the girls going in like with their dates it was like part of the theater thing that they were giving roses to all the girls coming in and and you know at first like Autumn was kind of like I don't need a rose and then she kind of went back it was like fuck it like why I need a fucking rose and she went back and was like oh like can I actually get my rose and then the girl in the ticket booth was all like as if how autumn said it as if you know basically autumn had been like oh i didn't get my serving of like soup at, at the kitchen so <laughs> i mean she didn't give that example but you know sort of like a like relating it like to like as if as if yeah and like it's like oh of course oh my god like you know as if autumn, like the yeah. as if the girl at the ticket booth was like oh my god of course of course and that like the guy who's giving out the roses like specifically came out like handed it to her where he was it and it's like all those things where it's just like it, it comes off i don't think people realize how condescending they're being when it's yeah. like i'm good like i'm we're cool like right. i'm happy to be here i'm happy to be seeing a movie by myself um you know whatever 
And so then she goes on to talk about how, yeah, you know, so she wraps it up. My point is that you should not feel like you have to depend on another person for your happiness. We should not be treated like we are these odd, brave souls because we choose to have fun on our own. I'm single and I would like to find a great guy. If you ever want to do a story on the nightmares of online dating, I'm your girl. But it is like once I heard, I'm not looking for someone to complete me. I am a whole person already. So I just think that's also always an important thing to remember and a great, you know, right just thing to keep in mind everyone then yeah when you're dating and you feel sort of frustrated with either like both things at the same time right like frustrated with other people sort of unwitting like condescending comments and reactions when they think they're being helpful and they're not and then you know feeling frustrated with like yeah I would like to find someone but not at my own fucking expense of like you know right um so yeah that was awesome yeah thanks Adam I mean Autumn that's fantastic I, yeah, I feel like I do have a few things, but go. I say some things. I mean, obviously, what I what she says about like needing to be a whole person, I think that's a whole that's everything because I think coming into relationship as a half person is sort of how you end up in situations that you don't want to be in because you're looking for someone else to complete you, and ultimately nobody else can. Like that's only something you can do within yourself. Totally. And then also when you come to the relationship as a whole person, you're a more attractive person to date because right. if you have friends and you have a work stuff going on or you're happy with who you are like that's just more attractive to everybody as opposed to being somebody who's like please complete me like that desperation people can sense it totally so I'm 100% agree with on that but I don't know if it's like the putting too much emphasis on looks or needing to check all the boxes like I think that there you need to like I'm all for obviously I don't want anyone to like lower their standards or anything like that but I do think you need to sort of like weigh what are the qualities that are most important to you and which qualities you can give up and I think you need to do like one through five like number five I need this number four I need this and sort of like how important they are because it's like things change when you're with somebody too like when you're with a person they're also changing and growing so there can be things that you can change. So it's like, I joke with Pat all the time, but when I met him, he dressed awful. I said that he dressed like a kid on picture day. And that's what I think. He was just like, (laughs) his clothes never fit or anything. But I think if I had been like, well, I don't want to date this guy. He doesn't know how to dress. Like I obviously would have missed out on like a great guy because I'm like, Oh, that's something you can kind of change. But I don't know. You know I do that's interesting because like- now I'm reading and I interpreted as I was reading, I interpreted what she was saying. Mm-hmm. I will date guys, but they do not meet my expectations. Why? I feel I do not deserve someone of that caliber. You know what? For whatever reason, when I was reading that initially, I was interpreting it. But now I see exactly like I, I was interpreting it as like once you get that guy you almost feel like you don't deserve it and I think a lot of people can have that mind fuck where like it's that very trope thing of like you get this guy that's amazing and you kind of almost self-sabotage because you're like I don't deserve someone like that oh but is that what she's saying that's how for some reason I interpret it but now that I'm rereading it I think you are right I guess when I when writing the word like caliber made it feel like I don't deserve someone of that caliber and I think of caliber as like automatically defaulting to like high caliber is why you would use that word so I interpret it as like I don't deserve but you know what I mean that's why I think like in my mind I mean the other thing but I think yeah she's saying like I don't deserve a guy yeah 
I think you're right. So that's interesting. That changes my perspective too. And I think, yes, I think especially it makes me think of like, yeah, it's totally okay to have like, like you said, you know, of course we all sort of like can envision certain ways like, Oh, you want a guy like this and X, Y, Z. And it's both physical and personality and emotional characteristics. But I always think, and I feel like I brought this up before. I always think about, um, our episode. It was one of the early episodes that she was dating a legit psychopath and she is now in a super happy relationship. She's like engaged, I believe. And she spoke to that and was like, don't please don't box yourself into some ideal like of this is the person I need in terms of like superficial things right because you're going to close yourself off to the guy that you maybe never in your mind's eye envisioned yourself with just because society mm-hmm. but like that could be the guy that you need and so right. yeah I think definitely focusing on like oh he has to be this amount of attractive and da 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 but it is also a minor like I guess I'm playing devil advocate to myself and the whole idea it's just like I guess the point is obviously you need to be sexually attracted to the person and feel chemistry and feel attractive but if you correct like oh maybe I'll put myself out there maybe I'll go on a date with somebody I don't like and if there's not attraction there's not attraction don't force yourself to be with somebody you don't want to be with but you could suddenly you could be attracted to someone that at first blush you'd be like oh I wouldn't like that type of guy and then suddenly a couple dates in you're like oh shit I'm like so turned on by this like this guy is everything to me Mm -hmm. and whereas like in a lineup you wouldn't have picked him out Mm -hmm. you know but you need to like take it for a test run yeah yeah what are the things this is a fun topic but what do you think are the top three things that you can't compromise on in terms of anything even like from height to like emotional stability anything right like what are the three things that it's you're like you can forgive anything you can't forgive these things this is so good okay Oh my God. I'm not prepared for this, Aaron. Listen, that's why this is fun. It's fast and loose. I think <laughs> I, because I'm like the things you can't compromise on the way that he treats you and speaks to you. Yeah. If he speaks to you with any sort of condescension, condescension or, like or negatively, or if he makes you feel small in the way he speaks to you, you're fucking out. Yeah. We're done. I don't care. I don't care if he looks like, the rock like i don't the rock would never treat anyone like that (laughs) i love that he went to the rock too of like he's so sexy though i mean who's like the most like dwayne dwayne the rock johnson who i don't know harry styles who 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 do the kids like no dwayne's good um you don't then your keys out yeah 100 percent i guess also just in general i mean for me honestly the first and maybe this is more of not even as deep of a thing, but the first thing I can do just cause it's always such an issue for me is wanting kids or not. Like that's like yeah. a baseline for me personally. It's just like, cause I never wanted kids. I don't want kids. So if a guy is even a little bit ambivalent about it, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And I think also, yes, a hundred percent, of course, the way he talks to you speaks to you. And I think also, and at least in maybe just in this very current time where like, you know, being older, I don't know if this is something that would have occurred to me when I was younger, but, um, or I don't know if I would have like thought of it explicitly. maybe like when I was younger, I would just would have like assumed, of course, everyone's that way maybe. But now that I'm older and you're like, Oh shit, a lot of people are fucking idiots. Just having some kind of passion. 
Yes. Like anything. Yeah. Whether it's like your career that you're making a living at or like you love stamps. Like <laughs> it's having, true. having just something that you're excited about, mm-hmm. you know, and not just. And I think that plays into not just being excited about being in or finding a relationship, which I think is something yeah. that, you know, in the times that I was dating a lot, you kind of you see how many people are either just kind of drifting through life which I mean I think there's something to be said or you know everyone goes through different times and periods and sometimes you can come into like you're figuring things out but it's like if you don't have some sort of thing that you're excited about even on us even on a like I love to I don't know just the time when I get home and like journal or like read about this specific topic every night like it can be that small but you have to have something that you're like into you know right right I think that's huge. Well, I think it's also like being able to carry on a conversation or being able to have, you can't have another person be your entire world because that's not fair to you or to that other person. As far as like either of you being able to continue to grow in a relationship, which I think sometimes people think, I don't know, like my, one of my like dearest friends got married last weekend and I was getting her like a, a card and I went to this great new card shop in Astoria. It was so cute. But Where is so, this card shop? It's Lockwood. Oh, I love Lockwood. Shout out, Shout out to Lockwood. Sponsor. Well, yeah. Sp- please, Lord, sponsor us. But, um, but, but maybe not after this. Scathing oh, indictment. Oh, God. But, a, but there was a not insignificant amount of the cards that were like, now you have your storybook ending. Like, uh, now you've made it. Uh, like, all of these sort of sentiments. And I was like. That's what our life is leading up to. Exactly. Just- it was so gross. And I was like, I'm like, this is. Like, like getting married is a big deal. Like deciding to make that step, I do think is a big deal and it should be celebrated. Right. I'm not anti-wedding at all. I love weddings. Invite me to your wedding. Of course. But I do think it just is the start of a different journey. Yep. And I think anyone who's been married will tell you like that the work doesn't stop. It's a decision you have to make every day. And that's how society fucks us and our culture fucks us up because it's like we're married. Ta-da. And it's like, no, now the work fucking starts. Like now it's just a different thing. It's a, it's a, it's a, I mean, what am I trying to say? It, it's, it's in a business arrangement. It's a, you know, like right. it's a, it's a, it's a partnership. That's not just all about like f- fucking sex and rainbows. Mm-hmm. It's like hard work. It, it Yeah. And that's, and it, so it was like sort of disheartening. I bought her one of those cards. No, I didn't. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh my God. But, um, but seriously, Lockwood, check it out. I mean, Lockwood, it was beautiful. And I bought her a card that was gorgeous and I was very happy with it. So, and really it's more on the, let's just shame whatever, whoever the card author or manufacturer was. But, um, I don't know how we got on that road. Okay. But I think that's important. And then what other things are important? I know. I'm trying to think of like, I mean, they have to I think love a murder a po- or watch oh, yeah. murder with me. Uh, yes. Murder shows. Pat and I are watching the Scott Peterson Krause. case on a It's fantastic. Everybody oh should watch it. So good. But also um, how. Okay, wait. So what have we decided? We've decided how he speaks to you. Yeah. We can't having a passion for literally anything. Yeah. But something. Yes. What else did we decide? Do well, we for me kids? personally, not. Oh, not have, having kids or not having kids. I think that's a big deal. Yeah. Big. I would just say, yeah, like maybe just any, whatever your big life deal breakers or decisions But I think are. it's the same. If you want children, he doesn't want children. I don't right. think it's fair. Like, I do know women who have married people just to be like, he'll decide he wants kids eventually. And it's like, 
don't know, it's kind of a gamble. Yeah. Um, and uh, well, I mean, that's three. So yeah. bi- I mean, big life decisions. You have to be right. going in the same direction. I right. think. And you have. I mean, this is maybe a big blanket one, but it's like kind of same, just core values mm-hmm. at the heart. You know, I mean, you have to, uh, uh, to some degree, have like similar core, just like life values and right Mm -hmm. that's kind of broad encompassing but yeah but i think it's like those things you can't compromise on whether or not he's taller than you i don't think it matters right like you could think like like that you'd like oh like i'd prefer like maybe i can't imagine myself with a guy shorter than me but then you meet that guy that's shorter than you and you're like oh man right you can't you know yeah and i think especially like because attractiveness or standards of beauty go in and out of style too. So mm-hmm. it's like right now, sort of if the style is like big burly mountain men, right. like obviously you're going to be attracted to that sort of what a society is showing you, but then that changes and then you right. want something different. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, you should be sexually attracted to the person you're with because sex is a big part of yeah. relationships and I don't want to pretend that it's not, but I think that it's just like, yeah, just opening the door yeah. to maybe saying yes to somebody that you wouldn't think to say yes to, I think is never a bad idea. And then you have an evening and then at the very least, you know, hopefully he treats you with respect and then you have a nice time. Oh, and cats have to like cats. Can't be allergic to cats. I mean, that's for you. I I wouldn't say that's top three. If we're trying to do like a blanket statement, I mean, it's at least seven. (laughs) Pat pretends to be allergic to cats and he's going to, when he hears it, he's going to come home from his run. He's going to be like, babe, I am allergic to cats. And I'm going to say, no, you're not. Pat, I have a spoiler alert for you. Tanuki has been living in your apartment for three weeks. I would allow and it. And you never knew. JK. Um, okay, let's talk about an article that you sent me, Aaron, so that we'd remember to talk about it. And look, it worked because we are. <laughs> um, it's a bustle article. Why love bombing is worse than any other dating trend, even ghosting. Bold statement by bustle. Right. Also, we love to talk about love bombing on this podcast. Who wrote it? Um, Leah Rose Emery. Okay, great. Hi, Leah. Come on our podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, so she says, there's a lot to talk about which dating, there's a lot of talk about which dating trend is the worst. Ghosting, breadcrumbing, benching, the slow fade. There are a lot of options and they're awful, but the new dating trend, love bombing takes a cake. But I think it's interesting that she's framing it. Although, listen, I guess none of these are dating trends. They're like tells all this time, which is like giving them cute names, but is love bombing a trend? I feel no, like I it's like more been yeah. always around than even ghosting or breadcrumbing. Yeah. I think love bombing has been around as long as narcissists have been around. Yeah. I think ghosting is a relatively new phenomenon just because it's like easier to just cut ties with somebody. I think it's at the very least like become exponentially more popular. Right. Than it had been And breadcrumbing too. I think just like back in the day yeah. you couldn't as much. I agree. Um, so yeah, we talked about or we've talked about love bombing which she defines here um yeah they're just like obsessed with you right away it's one grand gesture after another uh and relationship therapist amy hartstein lcsw tells bustle personally i think the love bombing in and of itself is a key sign that something isn't right mm-hmm. people can become infatuated with each other very quickly which is fine but if something starts sh- someone starts showering you with so much love and attention too quickly you have to question their pacing and their judgment this person doesn't know you what exactly is missing from their life that they're throwing themselves into romantic attachment so quickly without having time to assess fully who you are mm-hmm. um 
And then Leah, the author, goes on to say, so that might be bad enough, but the true motivation behind love bombing is even worse. Honestly, when one partner comes in that strong and showers you with effort and gifts, they're often trying to establish something in a certain light, and it's dangerous for a few ways. Uh, It messes with your emotions. She goes on to explain why. I think Mm -hmm. it's obvious they withdraw that level of affection at will Mm -hmm. uh, and they use it to control and coerce. Sure. All these dating trends are crappy. They're inconvenient. They leave you confused and frustrated, frustrated. They can mess with you, but not like love bombing. Love bombing makes you vulnerable and prone to manipulation and even abuse. It's in a horrible league of its own. Mm -hmm. That's a bold. So let's talk about that. Just in of the, you know, she's really making a bold statement about love bombing and she's not, wrong i mean i guess she's not wrong at all she's not wrong at all i feel like is the one red flag that we see consistently yes where it's like coming on way too strong way too fast like last week with caroline Mm -hmm. and the guy being like i'm gonna buy you diamond earrings and it's like oh jk i'm never gonna talk to you again right which is a quick left i think it's like yeah i think love bombing is the most consistent red flag that we've seen so far yeah. having done however many episodes we've done. Right. Because it's like, it is a big red flag. It's the, it's the biggest red flag. But, but do you think, and just to play devil's advocate, um, do, can we make a blanket statement about it? That it's that much worse or more dangerous or emotionally damaging than ghosting. I would say they're kind of, equal I, I would say that that even love bombing is a precursor to ghosting yes. i don't even think they're unrelated you know like i no, think they're definitely related they're related so i don't know if love bombing in and of itself we can make that bold of a statement that it's like you know but i think in a category of i think ghosting can sometimes be a good thing as we've established sometimes people need to be ghosted right a lot of times it also happens when somebody's just like a fucking coward which we've also established. But I think with love bombing, love bombing never leads anywhere good. Right. There's no like love bombing. And then we've been happily married for 50 years. Right. It's like love bombing. And then he ghosted me. Love right. bombing. Exactly. And then he isolated me from all of my friends. And then right. that was bad. Right. Love bombing. And then abuse. Like, I don't right. think love bombing ever leads anywhere. And I think it like throws people into such a tizzy right. that it takes them a long time to recover because it's like, if you're going along, you have a normal family that loves you the normal amount right. and friends who love you the normal amount and relationships that are normal. And then all of a sudden it's like getting a hit, a heroin and right. you're like, Oh my God, no. Wow. This is like so much. And right. I feel so special. And then you are almost chasing that afterwards and it doesn't exist because it was right. never real. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's how I feel on love bombing. So I think like anytime somebody is giving you attention outpace that like doesn't make sense with what's happening or the amount of time that you've been together or making these like really grand gestures or promises so early. I think it's always be really, really wary of why they're yeah, doing that. Definitely. And I think people, because we're so in this dating climate, like it is the battle of who could care less. Right it's even people are even more susceptible to like, Oh my God, finally mm-hmm. someone's just like showing me, you know, some attention or the, you know what I mean? And I think like people are even more just susceptible to be swept away in it. And like, when the fuck will this battle of who could care less trend ever end? Aaron, I hate it. So Can much. you give a date? Well, I think what needs to happen is just <laughs> people tell need to just date? stop doing it. Yeah. I don't know. Or just being authentic. Like, I think it's just like authenticity 
attracts authenticity. So I think right. if you are out there being like, yep, yeah, truly this is what I want. It's like you might not get the volume of response, like Neil said, but right. I think you will get, or like we said to Neil, but I think you'll the people that you get back will be like more authentic. So I think that's the important thing. Here's a question for Nels. Are you going to take our advice? You love the dating profile review, but like, are you gonna, I think we need a follow up. I think we just said to take off like one picture. I think we need to like, yeah, see if you remove that picture. See if you rewrote your profile. And then also, are you getting laid? Let's find out. Mm -hmm. Give us an update. Um, and anyone go sit stories podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Keep sending us cool, fun shit. If you're in New York city, we have a live show just in time for Halloween, mm-hmm. uh, Friday, October 27th at the pit in New York city, uh, in the underground space that's on East 24th street, uh, 9 PM. And you know, that's going to be great. Come in costume. We're going to have a contest. <laughs> we don't know what the prize we're is yet. We're just saying, we don't know what we're dressing up as. No. If you have an idea for what we should dress up as, let you know, us know. Let's go to yeah. at gmail.com. Um, next week, we're going to have a fun episode with a relationship coach that mm-hmm. I met on a gig I did recently. So I'm really looking forward to hearing from her. Erin, anything else we should say or talk about before we go? No. I feel very fulfilled by this. I feel like we really, <laughs> we cut to the core of a lot of things. Uh, and still decided that humanity is awful. Um, I didn't decide that. <laughs> no, I did. We yeah. both did. This podcast did. No. Uh, all right. Let's keep drinking rosé and forget about our problems. Yay. We will see you guys next week. Boo. Boo.